when I tell my clients now, like, I want you to be done putting your needs in a box. I say that because I know very viscerally what it is like to shove your needs and wants in a box for fear that your needs and wants are not going to be met. They're not valid. They're too much. You're too much. The problem with your love life is that you want too much. Hi, loves. I'm Dantea Mitchell-Hunter, your new fave self-worth therapist, and this is Detox Therapy. Quick note, even though I'm a fully licensed therapist, this show is not a replacement for therapy. If you find yourself needing a therapist, definitely search for one in your area. Now, if you want to work with me, though, and you live in Washington, Georgia, or D.C., then please go to my website at soireesintherapy.com and book your free 15-minute consultation. Hi, loves. Welcome back. (laughs) I'm sorry. I thought you were saying hi, love, to me. Apologies. (laughs) Let's go back. Let's go back, Mackenzie. I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. I think I want to keep it. Mackenzie, let's try to keep it. I love it. So, hello, loves and Lily. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, today we have another very special episode. You guys may have been able to tell by now I've been having a lot of dating coaches on because I think it's such an important thing to explore. And I think dating coaches offer a lot of information that I just am unable to explore. So I'm so happy to introduce this person. Her name is Lily Womble. And let me just tell you about her credentials. I had to write them down so I didn't forget. She has been featured in ABC News, InStyle, O Magazine, Bustle, HuffPost, and then it just said, and many more. So you know, like there's a long list. Those are the ones we're going to highlight. So I would love for you to meet Lily. Lily, please introduce yourself. Hi, Dantea. Hello. I am so glad to be here. You're the best. <laughs> and uh, I love when our worlds cross paths. So uh, I am the founder and CEO of Date Brazen. And I got here by, uh, I started my career in the feminist nonprofit uh, space. So the well-being of women and girls has always been my heart and my purpose and my passion. And so when I, when I burnt out of the nonprofit space, I was like, where do I go? What do I do? Of course, I moved to New York yes, as one does <laughs> yes. and had, I have 50 side jobs to make things happen, make, you know, rent and mm-hmm. whatever else. And I get a side job randomly as a matchmaker. Wow. And so as, and I was like, this will be a funny story one day, like nothing will come of this. <laughs> and uh, so I started being a matchmaker. I started getting really good at it. In my second year, I was the third most successful matchmaker out of 160. And so, which was wild, yes. wild. So I then started to see that my past in working in like on um, women's well-being was deeply connected to the dating world. That dating actually was this microcosm of every hope, joy, dream, fear, insecurity, desire that we have as human beings. And so dating matters to our overall well-being. Oh my God. (laughs) And so uh, I was setting up dates. I was really good at it. I also, at the time, was in a really toxic romantic relationship. I met him on Bumble. I hadn't had much romantic success as an adult. I felt like a late bloomer. I felt so 
isolated in my dating life mm-hmm. and sort of I had been living with this narrative that I was too much, yeah. too bossy, too intense, too sensitive, too yeah. too needy for so long that it had become my truth. Mm-hmm. And that truth led me to get in a relationship with somebody. Really, it was a it was a situationship, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest, mm-hmm. with somebody who didn't want to be with me. Yeah. It was like, I was a convenient choice and a convenient person to sleep with and a convenient, like I was fun and like a Mm -hmm. manic pixie dream girl to him. Mm -hmm. And to me, I was like in love with him. Yeah. Like I have not experienced this as an adult. I was out of alignment, honestly, because I didn't know that I deserved more. So I would set up great dates for my clients Mm -hmm. and then uh, first dates. And then I would accept so much less in my personal life. So I, I reached this breaking point where I was, I was no longer willing to be out of alignment. I had to do something differently because I was done crying about this guy. Yeah. I was done accepting less. We were in a pseudo open relationship. It was, oh, it was wow. awful. Yeah. I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. He did. I said, yes. Was that from I, the beginning? I, like from the beginning, you guys were in the openness. Three months in. Okay. Oh, well. Yeah. And we and we were, Dantea, we were in Paris when he told me that he couldn't be in a relationship with me unless it was open. Oh, my goodness. Like the I first know. day we're in Paris? Yeah. The first <laughs> night. We were, we're in Paris. I like, we walked to a restaurant. I'm like, I'm living my best life. Yes. I'm with this amazing person mm-hmm. who loves me. And then he's like, I can't be with you unless you do this, you know? Oh, I'm so curious about something, but I don't know if I should even ask that question. Do it. I'm I'm an open I'm an open I'm book. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> I was a little nervous to say I was an open book. Except <laughs> for like, that page I, in that chapter. Am I am I an open book? Okay, continue. Well, ask me anything. I'm just wondering, like, if we get to Paris, we're here, I'm with my man. Oh my gosh, I'm in Paris, love, city of yeah. love, right? And you drop yeah. this on me, like, let's be open. Does that then mean, like, when we go out tonight, you're going to be trying to invite people into our love life? You know what oh, I mean? interesting. Interesting. I think I was in shock at the question. Non-monogamy was not something that I felt naturally excited by mm-hmm. or interested in. And I felt more, and and so I wasn't thinking about that question so much as I was thinking about the betrayal that I felt, like the shock that I felt because this hadn't come up. Yeah. And I was all in on, I was in Europe with you, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Put it all on a credit card, you know, because I want to have this experience. Wait, wait, wait. You put something on, what did you put on a credit card? The whole trip. Well, wait. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, this is going to be such a great episode. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. All the compassion, by the way. Like, let's just preface with like this young woman, this like woman who had never, I'm talking about myself in the third person. Yes. Who had never experienced sex before this relationship. Oh, interesting. Okay. Who had never experienced being said, I love you back as an adult by a romantic partner Mm -hmm. who had spent so many years trying to perfectionistically care, give and Mm -hmm. people please Mm -hmm. her way into every success. Right. I was like, this is now me being the main character of this story. I'm going to, I'm going to Europe with this person. Mm -hmm. We're in a new relationship. I'm experiencing, I'm an adult now because I'm doing this romantic relationship. So I just want to preface, like I have all of the compassion for her and her decision. And wow, I was really 
I was really making decisions from a place of lack, you know? Well, that, and it's like, I think for someone to be new to a relationship, an adult relationship, I'm living in New York, here's the sky. I want to finally do all the things I've seen people do in my family. I want to do all these things I see people do on TVs where they just jet set across the world. I want to finally be that, I have my plus one. And um, where do couples go? Paris, right? Yeah. And so I understand that. There's a lot of compassion for that. And I think it's very important to talk about like how we got there. So you, someone planned the trip and then you paid for it on your credit card? So we split it. Oh, okay. But I didn't have the cash to pay for it. I was like, again, like five jobs. Mm-hmm. I was a, a sort of new matchmaker yeah. at the time. You know, I was, um, so my friend had a wedding in Amsterdam. I wanted to go to her wedding. Yes. And I said to this new partner that mm-hmm. I had, you know, for a few months, yeah. like, do you want to go to Europe with me? And his response was, I won't go to the wedding, but I'll go to Europe with you. Oh, <laughs> so... <laughs> Dang. There we are. Yes. I know. Yes. I mean, oh yeah. I've been there. I've been there. It's a lot of rising to the occasion, right? Oh, okay. Um, you don't want to go to the wedding. It's fine because I'm supposed to be understanding and mild right, and meek mannered right. and all that kind of stuff. So that's fine because then we'll go to Paris and we'll be fine. And then we'll be in love. And then we go to Paris and you say you want to be in an open relationship. So this was great and then the next day we like get on a train to go to versailles it was none of it made sense you know what i'm saying none of it made sense yeah when i tell my clients now like i want you to be done putting your needs in a box yeah i say that because i know very viscerally what it is like to shove your needs and wants in a box for fear that your needs and wants are not going to be met. They're not valid. Mm-hmm. They're too much. Mm-hmm. You're too much. The problem with your love life is that you want too much. Yeah. Exactly. You have too many needs. Why can't you just be chill or whatever? So I was I was playing a role mm-hmm. that I was taught. Uh, and I think that I mourn. I mean, I do have grief. I mean, I, I, I really like, I still am... Uh, for those who who say like, but I'm not perfectly over my ex or I'm not like oh. totally over that situation, Chip. I think I stopped you and was like, I have all the compassion for her because I was afraid mm-hmm. of, of the criticism. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I, that that feeling still comes up of like, oh, that feels prickly, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. and that I still, I want to normalize that like, God damn it. Dating is complicated. Dating is a microcosm of every hope, joy, dream, fear, insecurity, desire that we have. Mm -hmm. And we deserve better. We deserve bigger spaces and to expand here. And I know that from personal experience. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, I mean, you're right. It's tough. It's tough to witness yourself making choices you may not make today and like holding space for her and being like, girl, you were just, you were just doing your best. You were doing what you thought you had to do. Truly. I've, and I've went an, um, an ex who I actually thought about a few days ago. I don't even know why, but I remember we were, when we got together, we would literally go to Macy's so I could buy him like jeans and not because he was asking me to buy him jeans. If I really am honest with myself, one, I just thought, um, if I spoil, you'll show, you see how much I really care about you and, uh, right. you'll stay or whatever. Right. And the other part of that was, I'm also trying to say that I'm not okay with how you look. And if you want to be with me, it looks a certain way. 
so let me buy you clothes, which is, which me saying that even now is like, oh, God, yeah. go, go to your room, like stay there, like don't come <laughs> out, you know, but it's like, Hey, that's who I was then. Now I can right. understand that. And now I can be like, that's not, that's not what we do. Like, we are not going to mm-hmm. try to just be with someone to change them. Like who does that? I did. Mm-hmm. And that's not okay mm-hmm. in the past. So mm-hmm. I understand. Well, and I mean, I would just wanted to say that it, like I stayed in that relationship for almost a year after that conversation. And, mm-hmm. um, I think that the, the important thing for me to note is like what it felt like. I didn't have the language at the time, but like, what does being out of alignment feel like? You talked about this on my podcast, the mm-hmm. Date Brazen podcast, and how you know like a situation ship is happening and you need to get out if you feel out of alignment. That was mm-hmm. so powerful. Thank you. And thank you. I think feeling out of alignment is like, could, could be as dramatic as crying every night mm-hmm. like I was, mm-hmm. you know? It can also be as simple as like, I really want to say this, but I never feel comfortable saying it. Yeah. And I don't feel it. Like, and that's maybe a, a signal, you know, because mm-hmm. in, in the later months of that relationship, my parents were getting a divorce, you know, I was oh, in my mid twenties wow. and like, yeah, I was a matchmaker and I was in a terrible relationship mm-hmm. and I had just met Chris, mm-hmm. my now partner and fiance. So it was all a lot. And I think that another piece of the dating world and like in the conversation about dating as an act of self-care is really being aware of your cognitive load. Mm -hmm. I was, my brain was overloaded with information and input. And so backing up, you know, as a, as a, as an adult down the line, I can now recognize when my brain, when a lot of stuff's happening, if I'm overloaded, it's time to double down on recognizing my own needs. It's time to double down on caring for myself mm-hmm. and not exposing myself to people or situations that drain me. I didn't yeah. know that then, you know, because no, it feels so normal and natural to be overloaded. So of course I'm going to be overloaded and constantly thinking about how my partner wants me to respond. How should I show up? What should I do? What should I be like? They just think that's normal. You yeah. know, earlier you said that you, um, one of the jobs you had was a matchmaker, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I said this yet, but, but Lily, everyone, she's a dating coach. I think I said that. I just want to put that out there again. You're a dating coach now, no longer a matchmaker, right? Yeah. Can you help us understand the difference between the two? Yeah, cool. So I didn't, I, I forgot to mention the the ending part of that beginning story, <laughs> which is a great, I great, thank you. Uh, so I realized I was out of, I think this will answer your question. The story will answer mm-hmm. your question. So I realized that I was out of alignment in my, like in my romantic life. And I realized also that that extended into my matchmaking job mm-hmm. that, you know, that, that I was trying to, I was trying a bandaid solution for a deeper issue right? The band-aid solution for me was get in this relationship. Mm. The deeper issue was, I think my wants and needs are too much. Mm-hmm. And what do I do about that? Mm-hmm. For my matchmaking clients, I saw that, you know, for some it works. So I'm not going to like poo-poo it. You know, for some, it's a joyful experience matchmaking. For a lot of women, they come in expecting a deep transformation with a band-aid solution, which mm. is a first date. Yeah. And so what I saw was that, you know, I can set up great first dates. It doesn't mean that your deeper, uh, deeper narratives about your worthiness are solved. It doesn't mean that your issue communicating your boundaries 
and recognizing what you deeply want and need, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that's solved either. Yeah. And so when I, when that person and I broke up, it became an opportunity for me to, to seek help. And my therapist didn't know what to tell me about my dating life besides like how to help me heal, mm-hmm. you know, for myself, she, yeah. but she'd never, she hadn't dated in 30 years. My friends <laughs> thought that my dating life was fun. Hmm. Right. They wanted to swipe for me. Hmm. They told me to get on another dating app. Mm -hmm. They told me to, you know, let me, um, why don't you just stop being so picky and just go on another date? You never know, you know, which IE means stop trusting your instincts. You don't have good instincts. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, and then I looked at matchmaking, which I didn't see was, it wasn't working long-term for most people. And I wanted a long-term solution for myself and my clients. And so I started developing I started getting into coaching. I started learning about how to give myself permission to what, what I wanted. I started doing a lot of the work that Brene Brown purports about like processing shame and mm. processing trauma in my love life. And like that led me to start coaching my matchmaking clients on how to create their deeper desire map, mm-hmm. how to ask for what they want in person more, how to, you know, I was basically date coaching them to to see if it worked. Yeah. And they started to find better dates for themselves than I or any other matchmaker could find for them. Mm-hmm. They started to like attract men uh, or and women on the subway uh, in the sweet green line. They started finding better dates for themselves online. They started mm-hmm. advocating for themselves and their own needs like never before with courage. Yeah. And I was like, oh, there's something here. And for me, this deeper work meant breaking up with matchmaking, meeting Chris somebody who originally wasn't on my checklist, rigid mm. checklist, mm-hmm. right? Of like what I thought I should want. Yeah. You know, the, the word should was not helping me. Yeah. And because of this deeper work, I got to recognize that like, oh, this person is fucking special. Mm. And this work is the reason that I was open to the love of my life, mm-hmm. right? So um, I knew that there was something to this date coaching work. And so I broke up with matchmaking. I built date, started building Date Brazen about four years ago. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, I've been able to support women to create love lives that are fully embodied with their desires, fully embodied with uh, what they, um, with with boundaries and courage uh, that that are more joyful, that are more self trust filled, mm-hmm. that are filled with belonging ever before yes. they even meet their partner, uh, and and that has led to them making courageous decisions like getting into amazing partnerships. Mm-hmm. And so um, for me as a as an intersectional feminist woman learning about how to unwind the patriarchy or like how to untangle the patriarchy in my own life and my own love life, my my work is helping women who know that they're whole mm-hmm. and who want a partnership build a clear path to what they desire. Yeah. Oh, sounds like, sounds like, um, I had a dream, a song (laughs) to sing. (laughs) Like, it just sounds very like Julie Andrews, like, yes, take me away. Like you see me, you feel me, you hear me, you understand me. (laughs) I'm glad you feel that way about Julie Andrews. (laughs) 
I hope that's what it. an interesting I choice. Think, I don't even think that's her song, but we're just gonna keep acting like it is. Keep it pushing. Keep it rolling. <laughs> yeah, keep it rolling. There's no, there's no second takes. Like I know how you want to. I get, I get how you want to feel from that. And I feel like you want to, like it's like it's like, like an ethereal, juicy. I didn't know this existed. Yeah. You know, I feel the same about you, Dante. Uh, thank you, Lily. You heard that, everybody. You hear that? Um, I love what you said, and. I want to go a little deeper. So let's go. I love how you're talking about like feeling whole and challenging the mm-hmm. patriarchy and unwinding that. Actually, I think you said that and asking for your needs and how matchmaking, it sounded like there was actually a lot of pressure. Like everything has to happen in this first date. Yeah. Kind of thing. It's very expensive. I mean, it, when you break down the cost per date, it's Ooh. like very expensive. Per date? Um, yeah, it's, uh, about a thousand, 500 to a thousand dollars per date. Oh, wow. That you would set for, them up with. Yeah. I see. Oh, that, yeah. That's a lot of pressure and so all the around. pressure of like the money piece. A lot of women had like saved their dollars mm-hmm. for years through this. Still some women, this was a drop in the bucket for yeah. them. It wasn't a big deal, but for other women, like I just felt like, you know, by the end of my journey as a matchmaker, personally, I felt like, wow, there has to be a deeper solution where this investment Mm -hmm. changes your life. It doesn't just change like what dates you go on, you know, because I I firmly believe that women with the right tools can be their own expert matchmaker, Mm -hmm. that actually the, the, the feeling of I'm not good at this. I need to outsource it because quote, I'm, I have a bad picker or I'm not yeah, good at this yeah. is actually outsourcing your own agency. Yes. Now, if you have the money and you don't want to spend the time dating, then try matchmaking mm-hmm. fun. Great. Have a blast. <laughs> I'm talking about women who like are ready for a deeper solution are ready to feel self-trusting in their love lives. Because yes, that's huge. if you don't have that self-trust mm-hmm. in your decision-making in your desires, then being in a great relationship isn't going to alleviate you of the self-doubt that is present. Yes. It, it won't. Absolutely not. Like that, that's a setup. And I, I think it's really important that when we work with other professionals like yourself, when I mean, we just heard you talk about the work that you had to do, right? You understood the work, the internal work, the healing from the trauma, the relationships and all of that. And I think that's really set you up to be a really great dating coach and you can help women on their journey. Because if you felt like, I mean, if you were still with that guy, right, from Paris, mm. how, what kind of dating coach would you be? You, anyone could like thank the funk for a little bit, but then it's just like, if a woman comes to you and says, well, he says he really wants to meet his parents this weekend, but he didn't invite me because he said it wasn't a good time. But we've been together for three years. You'd be like, well... He probably just wants to do it in his own time versus like, what would be your response to that? Get out. <laughs> that joke was like, get out right now. <laughs> yes. end of you and me. Yeah, it's too, too late. late. Can't, Can't wait for you, for you to, to be, be gone. gone. And I know about her. Move. Want her. Why? Get through all the lies. You'll say that you would treat me right. Would but you just waste the time. time? Waste of time. <laughs> That was fun. That was fun. No, I think that like, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have built date brazen had Mm. what, had I been in that relationship. Right. Like, I think that we're all on our own journey. There's no like timeline for healing or like, I just happened to awaken to my own. I'm a powerful person. Do you know what I'm saying? And I saw how powerful I was 
outside of that relationship. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, wait, what if I could be this powerful in my, feel this powerful in my romantic relationship? I don't actually have to do this emotional labor for this human. That's not my job, not my ministry, not my, like, Mm -mm. I don't need to do that to prove anything about myself. So, and I, I also think that I, I love Chris. I am so glad we're together. He has changed my life so much. I, I honestly would not have built Date Brazen mm-hmm. this quickly mm-hmm. had it not been for Chris. Mm-hmm. He was here to support me and like, like help me to, you know, like help cook my meals while I mm-hmm. burn the candle yeah. uh, to build a business. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, like yeah. what a gift. Yeah. And also I get this question sometimes, like, do you feel pressure in your relationship because you're mm-hmm. a dating coach? Mm-hmm. I was one that asked the question. (laughs) Yeah. And other people too, you're not the only one. And I said, I think I said like, I, I have, I am building and have built so much trust in myself and what I need and what I want Mm -hmm. that whatever decision I make in my relationship, like if no good relationship ends Mm -hmm. and I want to be somebody who's in beautiful, healthy, growing relationships in every way, Mm -hmm. And so if this relationship ever ends, I don't think it will. And I come from divorced parents. Like I, I don't who knows what happens after 30 years, whatever. Yeah. Then I will be the most self-trusting version of myself. Brazen continues because Mm -hmm. this is about a revolution of women trusting themselves and giving themselves permission to want what they want. Yeah. I, I, I I keep getting this like voice that I'm just going to say, and we're just going to rock it out. For a lot of women, I keep hearing this term like high achieving women, which I'm learning to understand just means like um, go getters and um, successful ambitious. women, ambitious uh, women like that, who oftentimes find themselves single or continu- continuously um, off and on dating. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, like, as they're listening and they're hearing you talk about building Date Brazen. Mm-hmm. And having Chris there to help you cook your meals, it's like, well, dang, I don't have that. Mm-hmm. So are you saying I can't, like, will it, like, should I not even try to build something that I want to work on if I don't have someone cooking my meals? Great, 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 great point. I think, let me back it up. It's not so much about the meals. It's that I didn't know what I wanted was possible. Hmm. Hmm. I didn't know that there was a man who would want to be with me. Like truly, like I, and I had a lot of work on believing that I was whole without a person there. Mm -hmm. I've just learned a lot and untangled a lot of assumptions that I had about men. Yeah. From seeing this human in front of me Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and him wanting to support me no matter what. That was the lesson that I learned and continue to learn that like I can be supported. My needs are not too much. I I get to give myself what I need first and yeah. I get to figure out how to ask for that from my partner and other people. Mm-hmm. And that's the believing that more is possible for yourself is like the evidence. I'm, I'm helping. I want to help women gather the evidence that what they want is possible, whether or not yeah. the, the man or the person or the partner or the woman that they want is in front of them right now. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I meant by the like, he helped me build date brazen quickly because my self-concept changed 
when I was ready to do my own work, mm-hmm. believe that I was worthy. And I, it coincided with me meeting my partner. I see. So would it be safe to say like, because you were doing your own work of speaking your needs, not putting them in the box, practicing that with others, you got the proof, like in the evidence, like this does work and it can yeah. get me to my goals. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. It is. And the idea that like Chris, like that there is no controlling the timing. So I hear clients say all the time, but like, I've done all the internal, I've done a lot of Mm -hmm. internal work. It still hasn't happened for me. Like it happened for my cousin or you, Lily, or like uh, my friend Mm -hmm. who randomly met their person. And to them, I say, yeah, timing is a bitch. (laughs) And I don't know your timing. You don't know your timing. And that is immensely frustrating. So the skill that we have to work on right now is how to manage uncertainty mm-hmm. and care for yourself yeah, and still have the courage to voice what you want. Yes. Even when it's not coming um, in the way even that you want. See it coming right now. Yeah. Yeah. Because if it was up to me, you know, it's when I'm like running through the airport, got to get to my flight to Toronto. And I bump into this guy and, and my purse goes up and he catches it like he was ex NFL player. And he goes, ma'am, is this your purse? Right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's when I want it to happen. Like, that's how it's supposed to happen. And so what I mm-hmm. hear you saying is as you're doing the work, knowing that the timing is frustrating. And so that doesn't, um, we don't have to use that to keep us from continuing to ask for our needs because we can ask for our needs between getting the order right and getting your name spelled correctly at Starbucks to, um, putting up a boundary with a family member, you know, like that's right. Absolutely. And I think that another piece is that I don't, my clients are like, but, but you know, why am I doing this work if I'm not seeing the payout, Mm -hmm. if I'm not seeing the relationship? And I say to them like, well, no matter what, no matter who you work with, we can't control the timing, period. If a dating coach or a matchmaker can say, we'll be, you'll get in a relationship in the next three months. They don't know that. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, they're projecting this cool vision and like, Mm -hmm. you can buy into the vision and like get off on that. And that can lead to some cool results to get in that vision and that juicy energy of imagining and being like certain Mm -hmm. certainty is really fun. Yeah. The work that I get to do with my clients to create a dating life that is a soft place to land, that is full of tools to practice compassion for yourself, full of tools to help trust the decisions that you make, tools to own what you want and how to Mm -hmm. voice it courageously, right? Those things aren't, it's not like a, a, a recipe for an instant relationship. It's a recipe for you to live a wholehearted life in which you are the main character, in which you are the priority. Yeah. And so the goal is not like, I need somebody to complete this vision. It's like, how can you live your wholehearted life right now? Mm-hmm. Own what you want and show up for your desires. Cause I believe our desires are yeah. divine. Yeah. If you have a really, if you have a desire for a partnership or romantic partnership in your life, that desire is divine. You get to treat it with care and love mm-hmm. and respect by yeah. taking aligned action. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you're not whole right now without mm-hmm. that relationship either. Like I have a desire for a million dollars in my business. Absolutely. Like I want to have a huge business and change mm-hmm. millions of lives. Does it mean that, does it mean something about me that I don't have that yet? No, it just means that I'm like on a path. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactamente. So we're kind of talking around this. I just want to really bring it home because I'm thinking about listeners. I'm thinking about myself and I'm like, Hey, wait a minute. I signed up for this podcast. You said you're going to talk about this and I need you to answer this question. So I want to make sure we, um, give some time to talking about 
one of the things that you're really good at that I hear you talking about right now is to use dating as an act of self-care. Yeah. You know, how does one, how does one do that if we're trying to be whole in who we are right now with yeah. a partner or not? Yeah. I think that there's a huge distinction to be made between self-soothing mm. and self-care, right? And I did not come up with this distinction. I do not know who did. Do you that. know? No. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, we, we would shout them out and yes. I need to do some research, obviously. <laughs> I think it's, um, anyway, whatever. I Self-soothing is in this moment, I need care. In mm. this moment, I need softness. In this moment, I need a bubble bath. I need a walk. I need a therapy session. I need a run. Mm-hmm. I need to care for my nervous system right now. Mm -hmm. Self-care can come when you are, your, your nervous system is okay. You're not in a fight or flight. You're not in a stress cycle. Mm -hmm. You're ready to care for your future self. Mm -hmm. So self-care in that way can be maybe, uh, uh, maybe it's, um, you know, consistently going to the gym, not just going on a run because you need it for your nervous system. Yeah. Maybe it's consistently going to therapy. Maybe self-care is going to therapy twice a week because you're like, I, this may not feel pleasant in the moment. Mm-hmm. I know I need this care. Mm-hmm. You know, I know my future self will need this care. Future self-care can mean I, uh, I hate my job. I hate my career. I can't leave tomorrow. So let me work with a career coach yeah. to make a plan that is aligned and like, wow. let me get to know my desires. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and what would be the right fit for me in the future. Right. So in that way, dating is an act of self-care is really recognizing. I have a deep desire for something. I have a deep desire for a romantic partnership. Mm-hmm. Let's say I want to build a plan of action to find it that prioritizes my wellness mm-hmm. because traditionally in the dating space, it's a, the dating space is really patriarchal mm-hmm. and really full of messages that tell women to trust themselves less want less, stop being so picky. Yep. Are you sure that you don't, are you sure you don't want to give them another chance? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, I was told when I was 16, like laugh more on your first date. Cause like boys, like girls who were <laughs> jovial, right? Like you have to put on a mask, Yikes. Yeah, a, a pleasing mask to be worthy of a relationship with a man that is all about what they want. Nothing about, right. Like mm-hmm. a hotbed for abuse and trauma and like a bunch of shit we don't want. Mm. So dating is an act of self-care. I see as a really radical form of um, rewriting your own relationship to yourself, Mm. rewriting your own relationship to your desires, like knowing fully what you want and not letting it be like a rigid snapshot, but like an impressionist painting. How can you like get in the energy of what you want in a romantic partnership Mm. and like give yourself permission to want exactly what you want? And then how do you set boundaries to get it? What do boundaries sound like? Boundaries are an amazing act of self-care, period. Mm -hmm. How can you um, learn the skill of self-compassion to soften your own anxious attachment style Mm -hmm. or soften your own, uh, you know, uh, anxious response to other, like one of the practical ways that dating can be an act of self-care. We talked about this in the latest group coaching that I led with my group, the brazen breakthrough Mm -hmm. is how can you not let a number of matches or a number of messages mean anything about you or your dating life? Yeah. That's real. That is dating as an act of self-care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I love the the difference between self-soothing and self-care. Definitely we would shout out thank you person who ever created that create that distinction. 
as a therapist, I hear the self-soothing in this way as like crisis management, like eek, spiked, soothe, right? So yeah. I love you talking about in the future self-care and not to let how many matches or how many people said yes to me this week or it's been six months on this dating journey and I haven't been proposed yet, but yet on Instagram, I'm seeing all these people who are getting married because they decided to take a chance on love and that's not me yet, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, I really like what you're saying, how like still just doing the work, still thinking about yourself, what's going to work well for me. So if I know I need an outlet to practice speaking my needs or to practice, um, a lot of times us as women, especially women of color, we do not really think about creating the space for someone to pour into us. And so, Mm. yeah, if that means therapy every week to set you up for your future self, to make sure you are soothed and cared for and um, safe and everything like that, I think that's important to note. I want to come back to that thing that I said. I feel, I feel a lot of feelings about saying the thing about the cooking, the meals. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, let's do it. That like there's, that there is a privilege in being with a partner mm-hmm. and that like, I hear the exhaustion that so many single women who are doing, who are like leading their lives, who are mm-hmm. making all the things happen, who are going to the grocery store, who are doing the big job, doing their huge job, having the ambitions, taking care of their dog, like single moms taking care of their yep. kids, you know, mm-hmm. without a supportive partner that like, there is a, like, let's just name that, so many women long for partnership to be supported in this life Mm -hmm. in all, in all the ways. Right. And so I, I don't want to diminish those feelings, like those feelings, however you feel about being single and not being supported in the way that you desire to be supported, like feel your feelings. And that's like another piece of self-care is learning how to process your emotions and not judge them, Mm -hmm. you know? And I know that's what you do so, so beautifully with your clients. Thank you. And so I think that another piece of what is so important about building a dating life that feels like an act of self-care is being in belonging with other women who know what you're going through and who have your back. Yep. Yep. And who are committed to doing the work together and moving forward together. That's why I only do like group coaching. I love that. Um, and that's also why I only work with clients who go to therapy. Oh, that's really great. Can you say yeah. more about that? Yeah. I mean, dating again, like is, is the microcosm of everything. So it like is. stuff's going to come up. Trauma's going to come up. I am not qualified to help you process mm-hmm. your the source of your trauma. Yeah. You are qualified to help people <laughs> process the source of their trauma. And so dating and therapy, date coaching and therapy go beautifully together because the, the work on your dating life can't be as deep or as impactful if you're not doing the work with a therapist to untangle systems of, yeah. um, just, um, I don't even know how to systems of trauma and, and experiences of rejection and, mm-hmm. um, and you know, for all all sorts of stuff. So I think all sorts of things are wrapped up in therapy and dating. And I think that I want to know that my clients are fully supporting themselves Mm -hmm. and that they are fully supported by me and a therapist as we do this work. Absolutely. I love that. And I just to pull that apart, dating and then act of self-care is two separate things, act of self-care to have a community, to have a tribe or whatever we ever want to call that. By being in your dating program, you have these other women on the same path, the same journey, and be able to go to a space and be held like, oh, example, oh, this guy I met, I really thought it was going to hit off. And now, you know, he said he 
is not interested or whatever it is, be able to fall into that community and have them support you. And knowing that this is a community that I can consistently depend on to support me mm-hmm. is an act of like safety and trust. All that is being built. And so I think that's lovely. I remember when we first connected, you said you I only do it in group programs. And at first I was like, ah, what about privacy? Then I was like, wait, no, that's that's part of the problem, right? Like we live mm-hmm. in these isolated moments. It only happens to me. It's my fault. I'm too much. I'm not enough. And then you you sit with that. And however, if you go to a group program, you meet these other women who feel the exact same way. It's like, oh, I'm not alone in this. And oh, we can change this like fucked up mindset together. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think the, the group is super magical. Like I was mm-hmm. doing one-on-one coaching before group uh, um, as my only form of coaching. Mm-hmm. And the, exactly what you're saying. Every session was like, am I normal? Is this okay? Is And I was like, I, I can't reveal to you the names of the 50 other women in the last year who have told me the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. I just want you to know you're not alone. You're not alone. And then I was like, wait a second. How to show people they're not alone by getting them in community and not alone in their growth either, that people are recognizing each other's growth Mm -hmm. and growth looks like a lot of different things. It looks like saying no to a date that you previously would have said yes to. It looks like because it's not aligned. It looks like setting a boundary and blessing and releasing somebody more easily without any mind drama. Whereas before you might've obsessed about, did I make the right decision? Did I just say no to the best relationship of my life? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Right. It looks like, you know, um, gay asking really, uh, deep questions before you ever meet somebody to know whether or not they're worthy of your heart time. Mm-hmm. And yes. then uh, like that. having people celebrate you going on a date that is aligned. Yes. Right? I feel lifted. I'm not going to sing again. I feel a song coming up. <laughs> ah, okay. I know I can keep you on here all day long. Um, since I respect your time, I am just going to start to end this with, I know people are probably like, oh my gosh, how do I work with Lily? How do I get in? What, what, who are you more and more? So can you please tell everyone, um, some of the ways that people can work with you? Absolutely. So I have this program called the Brazen Breakthrough and Dante, it's my favorite thing in the world and it changes (laughs) people's whole lives. And, uh, this experience is uh, in community. You're going to illuminate your deeper essence-based preferences. You're going to build a strategy based on deeper reflective information. You're going to rewrite old neural pathways that don't support your worthiness into how do you practice beliefs about yourself that support what you want and support the the life you want to live. Then we reignite your love life with a strategy built for you and your brain because your brain is unique Mm -hmm. and she deserves a clear path forward on your turn. Then you're going to start to date with the community. You're going to reignite your love life. You're going to say things like, I can't believe how easily I blessed and released that person. I can't (laughs) believe how fun this is. I can't believe how easily I took care of myself. I can't believe how um, easily I set that boundary. And then in month four, you start to build that intuition and self-trust in your love life by checking in every step of the way. I have a date feedback system that people (sighs) use and they start to go on the best dates of their life. They start to say the best no's of their life. They start to say the best yes of their life. That framework leads to courageous decision-making across the board. And the bonus is the best relationship of your life that I get to hear those stories every single day. And the guaranteed success Mm -hmm. for every single person is that you are now the main character. You know how to 
confidently show up for what you want, what you need. You know exactly how to ask for it and how to find it in the real world, both online and off. And that is the Brazen Breakthrough and it's weekly group coaching. The next time we open will be July, 2022. And so, yeah, if people are interested in joining us in the Brazen Breakthrough, you can go to datebrazen.com and sign up for the wait list. And if you're like, no, I want to get stuff before then I want to like hear stuff. I have the date brazen podcast with all sorts of free advice yeah. that, is, that are, that's very hot takes, hot takes forward. Dantea has a great, you have a great episode <laughs> Thank you. In, in the podcast um, that I love so much. Um, and uh, I'm on Instagram at date brazen. Yay. Thank you so much, Lily. Um, I got jazzed up and excited just hearing you talk about your program. Every time I hear about it, I get more and more excited. I think it's great. Everyone, please go follow Lily. Check her out. You will not be disappointed. I just love everything that you're doing. And especially because you've done your own work to help these women in very vulnerable places. You know, I think that's important. So, Thank you again for being on the show. I'm sure I'll have you back at some point. Thank you so much, Lily. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Thank you, loves, for listening to this week's episode. If you're enjoying the show, it'd be really great if you could please rate and review. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Soirees and Therapy. To learn more about the services I offer, visit soireesandtherapy.com. If you've got a question you'd like me to answer, please send your question to dantea at soireesandtherapy.com. The answer might just become an episode. Mm-hmm.